Could Aaron Rodgers really retire from the NFL this week? Plus, it's your last week without NFL football. It's the Locked On NFL Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's right. Fire it up. It's the Locked On NFL podcast, of course, wherever you find podcasts. Now on YouTube, you can watch my ugly mug. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock, daily host of Locked On Cardinals. And today's episode is brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. If you want a trip around the league, join NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, as they host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you a national perspective all around the league, covering the latest news, insight on every game, team and move around the NFL, get your picks, get your previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, a jam-packed podcast. And thank you if you are joining us now on our first episode on YouTube. Now, we've already created some content. Check that out from Ross Jackson, Cody Rourke. Really great stuff. Uh, but please subscribe. Like this video if you're pumped that the Lockdown NFL podcast is officially now on a daily basis on YouTube. So much to cover. As I mentioned, we're going to get into this Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers, soap opera, saga, the most dramatic, dysfunctional franchise, surprisingly, now in the NFL, Peter Bukowski, the great co-host of Locked On Packers, Locked On Today. He's going to join us, and he's going to tell us the most likely scenario uh, that could go down between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Will there be a resolution, or will there be divorce between the two parties? Also, Tom Brady sends the internet into a frenzy with a video. The Super Bowl champs, they began their defense yesterday by opening up training camp. There was one star player that was tardy to practice. You can probably already guess who that was. Uh, And then uh, we preview the Philadelphia Eagles as the franchise begins a new chapter under first-year head coach Nick Sirianni. And the one quarterback that could actually supplant Jalen Hurts as the Eagles' starting quarterback. We're going to get into that with uh, Locked On Eagles host Louis DiBiase. We've got some news and notes before we get into those interviews, before we actually are joined by Peter Bukowski. Uh, Here's some news from around the league. According to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, Chandler Jones, the pass rusher for the Arizona Cardinals, wants out of the desert. He's requested a trade, according to Fowler. Uh, Chandler Jones is 31 years old. He's in the final year of his lucrative contract, which is going to pay him around $15.5 million. Is it realistic for the Cardinals to unload Chandler Jones? It is. Uh, they would only have to absorb about $5 million in dead cap money, but do they want to do that? They go out. They were aggressive this offseason and uh, wanted to couple J.J. Watt with Chandler Jones and just create nightmare fuel for opposing offensive coordinators uh, so I think the last thing they would want to do is cha- is trade Chandler Jones, but they went through a similar situation last season with an aging veteran, former you know star player that's uh, on the wrong side of thirty in Patrick Peterson, and they just kind of rode that thing out. They let Patrick Peterson play to the final uh, to the extent of his contract, and then Peterson signed the lucrative deal, one year deal with the Minnesota Vikings this offseason. 
Uh, same thing could be happening with Chandler Jones. Uh, something kind of to follow along with uh, is is the Chandler Jones story out there in the desert as the Arizona Cardinals open up training camp uh, later this week. Other news is uh, Steven Nelson, the former Steelers cornerback, Steelers and Chiefs cornerback, who was released earlier this offseason, reportedly has signed a deal with the Philadelphia Eagles, a one-year deal for $4 million, hopefully bolstering or adding some uh, talent to that defensive secondary for uh, head coach Nick Sirianni. We'll talk to Louis DiBiase and just kind of see you know, where he thinks that secondary is going into the season as it is a rebuild there in Philadelphia. So Steven Nelson stays in the uh, state of Pennsylvania, but on a team now with completely different aspirations in the 2021 season going from the Steelers to the Eagles. And then also there was news that uh, quarterback Deshaun Watson has reported to Texans training camp for how long? We'll have to see. Deshaun Watson has reported, though, to Texans training camp. The uh, trade request that he put in earlier this season, this offseason, uh, it remains in place. We'll just kind of see. Uh, we'll follow that story line along. Uh, we'll just kind of see if it, you know, maybe it could be the Eagles. Could they pull off a deal for Deshaun Watson? But Deshaun Watson uh, still. He's uh, got the 22 active lawsuits of alleged sexual assault and inappropriate behavior against the Texans quarterback. So we'll see how they sort things out. The Texans, obviously, you know, one of the more dysfunctional franchises in the league. But right now, making all the headlines are the Green Bay Packers. And I'm joined by Peter Bukowski, of course, locked on today and locked on Packers. Suddenly, the Green Bay Packers have become the biggest soap opera in the NFL. Book, thanks for joining us, man. I just want to, as if you are watching on YouTube, I'm going to take us through through pictures on social media. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. I don't know if they're deeming themselves the Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan of the NFL. That was posted, and then also you had Aaron Rodgers working out, hanging out with his left tackle, David Bakatari. But uh, you know, I, I would have never guessed, and I don't know if you could. Peter, that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a more dramatic exit from Green Bay than his predecessor, Brett Favre. It, it does seem impossible. And, and what's really remarkable about that is that Aaron Rodgers has spent essentially his entire career saying he does not want to end his career in Green Bay the way Brett Favre did. And I guess he's right that that will not be the case because it'll be more dramatic. As you said, this is this is much more contentious than that was. And now it has this trickle-down effect. You mentioned the last dance post. Um, you know, that was Devontae Adams. The reports come out that he uh, is uh, unhappy with his contract situation. They've actually broken off those contract talks, uh, which is is kind of uh, uh, the Packers' MO. They've done this a, a number of times with, with high-profile players before ultimately paying them the top dollar that they want. But th- it is it is not great right now in Green Bay. <laughs> it, they may be the smallest market in the NFL, but, but right now they certainly have the most drama. And we are still here just a few days away from training camp and have no idea if Aaron Rodgers, the reigning league MVP, is going to show up to training camp. That is is crazy it is wild and i'm trying to as an outsider i'm trying to figure out who's the bad guy in this well it depends on who you ask and i think if you ask packer fans on monday they might have a different answer on wednesday and i think there are a lot of there are a lot of fans really struggling with determining who who is at fault here i think 
Um, you know, it's it's not the sports radio answer, but the answer is nuanced to me. Um, the Packers have admitted some mistakes. They could have handled Aaron Rodgers differently with the Jordan Love situation, could have given him a heads up. Uh, Brian Gutekind said this offseason, you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers wants to be more a part of, of the decision making around the roster, I, I would welcome that input. Essentially saying, you know, Rodgers has not asked for that level of input publicly. Rodgers has said, you know, that's not my job. But at the same time, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, what we, what we don't really understand here is why has this gotten so bad so quickly? He spent the entire last year since the Packers drafted Jordan Love saying, hey, look, I'm fine with this. I'm OK. I've made peace with it. I harbor no ill will. If you go back and, and watch the Kyle Brandt interview, um, that, that was the, the famous four fingers of tequila line. Uh, he says, I don't harbor any ill will. I'm at peace. I know my future is a little uncertain, but I'm okay with it. Clearly, he's not okay with it. And we don't know what accelerated that. If something accelerated it, we don't really know all of the details here. It seems like we're operating with with way less information than we'd like to have to understand, okay, what is it that took him from 13-3 and NFC Championship game, one drive away potentially from going to the Super Bowl, and being the, the reigning league MVP to saying, I don't want to be here anymore. And, and then not saying anything outwardly all season or all off season. It, it really, it, it, it beggars belief in a lot of ways that we could have gotten here. And so the fact that we don't have that information, I think has a lot of Packer fans going, Hey, Aaron, what's the deal? The team is really good. You have a, a stacked roster and a loaded offense. That was just the best in the league. What are you, what, what are you complaining about? I think there are a lot of Packer fans that feel that way. Peter Bukowski, Locked On Today, Locked On Packers, joins us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. So I, I liked how you said nuance, and, and there's a ton of gray area, and there's a lot of speculation going on here. But So with that, give me a couple scenarios in how you see this playing out and maybe some timelines on, on those scenarios. I think the most likely scenario is Rodgers comes back. We have this last dance sort of scenario where – it, there's this you know, unkept secret that this is going to be Aaron Rodgers last year. I think that's basically how we're going to operate here. Now, whether Devontae Adams is is a part of that long term, I don't know, but he he's going to play this year. Um, could this be a, a Jordan Pippen thing where Jordan retires and and you know and then comes back and I don't know who the NFL version of the Wizards <laughs> is. Um, you know, maybe he goes to the Raiders and plays or something like that with John Gruden and they go ten and seven. And then Devontae Adams, you know, who knows, could be the Pippin, goes to goes to Houston and does all that. That is the most likely scenario to me that that we get one more year of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. He gets traded and and it becomes the Jordan Love era. Uh, no, I, don't ask me how that's going to go. I don't yeah. I don't have any idea. <laughs> there is a small percentage chance, I think, that Rodgers holds firm. You know, you talk to some people and they will say, no, he is adamant that he will not play for Green Bay this year. I think there's a, there is a small chance that he sits and just says, I'm good. Now, you, you, you posted the workout video, right? Mm-hmm. He's working out. Yeah. He wants to play. And so I, I, I think he's going to play, and then it'll be the, the I, I want my Tom Brady moment, trade me, and I'll show you. That's the, that's the situation I, I'm I'm coming around actually to the idea that Rodgers is going to be at camp and and early, not day one necessarily, but I think he's gonna he's gonna show up. He's gonna say all the right things. They're gonna play how they play, and then next spring is when we get the Rodgers trade. 
It's going to be a fascinating story to follow along with. All training camp seems like preseason long with Peter Bukowski. That's why you got to tune in to Locked On Packers and, of course, Locked On Today. Few titles short of a last dance situation for uh, for, for <laughs> only De- six. <laughs> for at Adams, least for Devontae Adams. Yeah, five for Aaron Rodgers. But uh, it's definitely a tangled web that uh, we love to be seen weaved uh, play out. But uh, can't wait for it. Peter, thanks for your time, man. Anytime. The Super Bowl champs already started practice yesterday as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers start their defense of their Super Bowl title. We'll get the first insights from Bucks camp from Lockdown Bucks host David Harrison on the Lockdown NFL podcast. The Lockdown NFL podcast is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar available. And I'm talking, of course, about Built Bar. It's celebrating the freedom of choice. Speaking of freedom, of course, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team that you can watch in action at the Olympics going on right now. But did you know that the Built Bar, it's a gold medal winning protein bar as far as flavor and nutrition. No no cutting the corners health-wise. You can get any of the amazing flavors, coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel for a limited time throughout the summer, strawberry and orange, plus cookies and cream and German chocolate. There's something for everyone. All the bars covered in 100% chocolate. And I said, uh, no cutting corners health-wise. Each bar has about 17 to 18 grams of muscle-packing protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180, so you're not breaking the calorie bank there. Four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of of net carbs. Go to built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you can save yourself 15% on your order. That's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. It was Tom Brady sending the internet into a frenzy yesterday with a viral video of him just throwing frozen rope after frozen rope, defying physics of a football into a jugs machine to join us now and maybe debunk that that might be a very real video is Locked On Bucks host. David Harrison. David, can you confirm or deny the the validity, the realness or fakeness of that viral video starring Tom Brady? Uh, I can confirm that I assume that it's fake. It's a doctored video, <laughs> but it's entertaining as, as hell, which is exactly what I think it was intended to do. So I think it hit its mark. Absolutely. It had shades of Chris Cooley <laughs> catching a football through a wall. If we remember like the NFL fantasy mm. football commercials from a couple of years ago, that's exactly what it is. But people are just, uh, you know, there's no small debates on the Internet any longer. Right. You're either right or you're completely wrong. Uh, let's get into the fact that the world champs, uh, we went from talk. I talked to Peter Bukowski, who is a host of the team that's probably the most dysfunctional franchise in the NFL. Now let's go to a team that can do no wrong in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What a week last week was for the Super Bowl champs, David. A visit to the White House. The team got iced up with their new rings. And then you've got Tom Brady dropping zings left and right. And to cap things off, the reigning champs got back to work yesterday on defending their title. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's been a whirlwind of, of a time and, you know, I've been in contact with some of the media guys that that cover the team on a day to day basis and some of the people inside the organization. And it's been just as crazy for everybody across across everything. But I mean, very excited to get back to work for one to kind of put a nice little bow on the season that was get their rings, kind of get all of that out of the way. Um, Sean Murphy Bunting showed up to training camp on the first day with a Super Bowl champions T-shirt. And I expect that's probably the last time or one of the you know a handful of last times you're going to hear somebody on this roster uh, talk about or refer to the Super Bowl championship because now it's it's all about trying to get that next one. And we've already seen a handful of tweets and comments from coaches, uh, players, and everything else saying, you know, uh, they want to they have another boat parade. They want to have another ring ceremony. 
So it's it's time to turn the page, look on to the next challenge ahead, which is the 2021 season, uh, an extra regular season game. And now, you know, the, the benefit of bringing everybody back is that you know you have a talented roster, a championship caliber roster. The downside of bringing everybody back is everybody knows who you are, what you're going to bring to the table, and they've got extra tape uh, to study against you. So uh, a very challenging season coming up in its own right. But, I mean, the team is in high spirits and, and looking ready to go. Does anybody have it better than the Bucks right now? I mean, it's hard to think that anybody does, honestly. I mean, you, you look kind of the top, you know, the top franchises, quote unquote, around around the NFL. You know, they're all happy and smiling and everybody's happy to be to be back at work. You know, even role players are taking less money to come back to play for the team. Guys who were uh, considered selfish in years past, Antonio Brown, maybe a little bit of Leonard Fournette are taking less money and then le- lesser roles uh, just to be back in the franchise. Meanwhile, you know. Uh, some of the great franchises out there, Green Bay Packers are obviously having problems, like you just mentioned. The New Orleans Saints, you know, what their what what does their future look like without Drew Brees? Even the even the Arizona Cardinals, who are a team that look like they're on the rise, all of a sudden Chandler Jones uh, isn't happy, and how you know, dare you bring all that up. of a sudden? But <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> you know. And then of course you saw the Deshaun Watson. So I mean, there's a lot of drama going around the league, and there always is. So when when you're a team. Uh, that can go to work and just focus on the task at hand. I think you have to feel blessed, and I'm sure that this this squad absolutely does. David Harrison, of course, Locked On Bucks. He joins us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Follow him on Twitter at dharrison82. You you mentioned eight, uh, Chandler Jones. I mean, he played under mm-hmm. BA for a couple seasons there in the desert. It, it seems like this team, when you're in a position like Tampa Bay is, would would they maybe look into acquiring a guy? I know they're strong at the pass rush, but would they turn their nose up at a guy like Chandler Jones? I mean, I think it's worth the conversation. Yeah. You know, you look at you look at the situation. Shaq is, you know, more long term now. Obviously, they just drafted Joe Tryon. Uh, they have Anthony Nelson, who a lot of people have been really excited about, but I don't know that he's really ever going to hit, you know, the, the starter caliber edge rusher that a guy like Jason Pierre-Paul is. And JPP is on his, you know, last couple of laps around the NFL. This could be his last year uh, altogether. If it's not, it might be his last year with the Bucks because he is on a. He's on the final year of his contract. They've got a lot of cap movement that they they worked with this offseason. Who knows if they're going to be willing to do all that with that? So I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that it's going to happen, but I think uh, that if Arizona is is in the position where they're taking phone calls, and I know you know publicly they're saying that they want him, they're keeping him, and all that yeah. stuff, but we all know that behind the scenes things are a little bit different. Uh, it, it wouldn't hurt anyway for Jason Light, and he's he loves playing the trade game. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Jason Light and, and the Cardinals have already been in conversations about what it would take, what they would want. And, I mean, I love JPP, but, I mean, if you, you know, if it's, if it takes, you know, JPP, Anthony Nelson and, you know, a second or a third round pick, I mean, that's, I would, I would be, uh, I would be hard pressed to think the Buccaneers don't at least consider it. Yeah. Bucks, uh third team to open up training camp on Sunday as they prepare for the season opener, Thursday night football against the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody full mm-hmm. go at practice yesterday? Uh, not quite. So Jason or uh, uh, Jordan Whitehead is uh, on the on the COVID reserve list. He actually wasn't at the ring ceremony either. That's kind of how the whole thing kind of first came up. Is there were people FaceTiming with him or Instagram living with him? Something he was on video call during the ring ceremony. So he had to unfortunately had to watch it from a distance, and he's uh, still on that list. So you know it doesn't doesn't appear that he's sick. I don't have any confirmation on whether he has it or it was just a contact tracing type of situation. But whatever it is, he's starting training camp on the reserve list. Cameron Brait uh, starting off camp on the pup list, but that that he should be fine. He should be good to go. There's a couple other players uh, that are also starting on that list, but ultimately nobody seems to be too worried about much of it, much of any of it. Uh, so you know, very early in camp, more more cautionary than anything, I think. A notable tardy, though. Yeah, yeah. AB <laughs> showing up late. Uh, you know, 
hey, AB's going to AB, but you know what? Right. He showed up. He showed up, right? And he showed up without lawyers. So, I mean, that's what we, else can you ask? I, I guess that's, uh, yeah, that's a way to look at the glass half full. I, I mean, from what I remember covering Bruce Arian Cardinals teams was their biggest bugaboo as far as training camp this time of year, no fighting. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, as long as you come up, you go, you come to work and, and you get it done, albeit you, I'm sure they're not happy that he was late. They know that Antonio right. Brown's going to be prepared to play, you know, September 9th against the Dallas Cowboys. That's all they're worried about. David Harrison, make sure you're following along on Twitter at David Harrison82. And of course, listening to him and James Yarko on a daily basis, locked on Bucks. David, thank you so much, man. Thank you, Bo. There's one quarterback that could supplant Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Louis DiBiase tells us who that is as he joins us in previews the Eagles as they open up their first camp under first-year head coach Nick Sirianni. You can already get in on the action as far as the NFL preseason. And I don't know if you like to bet on an exhibition. There's a lot of unknowns as far as who's actually going to suit up. But if you were inclined to either take the Pittsburgh Steelers at minus one or the Cowboys, plus one in the Hall of Fame game next week. You can do it the fastest, easiest way to do so. BetOnline.ag. Of course, baseball season in full swing. You want any of the action? Of course, as the Major League Baseball season hits the dog days of summer, you think you've found a team that you can ride out, maybe build a stack for the NFL season with? Go to BetOnline.ag. Not only can you get that action, you can get the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs. Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL. There were some great UFC fights over the weekend. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, your mobile device. Check all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Right now, if you head to BetOnline.ag on your cell, on your on the, your computer, you can receive a 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So we go from talking to the host of the NFL's most dysfunctional franchise, Peter Bukowski and the Green Bay Packers. I can't believe that's where we are. And then we actually talk to the host of the organization that can do no wrong and David Harrison of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now we talk to a team and preview a squad going into 2021 that's probably closer to the Packers. No disrespect to the guy that's going to join me and Louis DiBiase from Locked On Eagles. But Louis, let me ask you this right out of the gates. Um, If... A quarterback were to supplant Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback of the Eagles. It's, is the only option Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans? Yeah, I think if it's before the start of the 2021 season, it's Deshaun Watson. Obviously, next year, the Eagles have potentially three first-round picks if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps or 70% and the Colts make the playoffs. So it could be a 2021 draft prospect, or I should say 2022. But as of right now, if there's another quarterback starting week one against the Atlanta Falcons, it is Deshaun Watson. But, Bo, it's funny, too, you mentioned the Green Bay Packers. The Eagles are kind of a year removed from kind of being in that same situation, or I should say even a few months. They sure. were in the same boat with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts and the Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love front office thing. It's very, very similar. So, trust us, we kind of know in Philadelphia what that turmoil is like. It was really the theme of 2020. Yeah, I mean, if we, if we move away from that era, I mean, the end of the Doug Peterson era, the end of the Carson Wentz era, and we kind of get away from all of that, I don't know if it's dysfunction or drama, the soap opera that went on in the mm-hmm. 2020 season, what are the early returns? I mean, Howie Roseman's still there, the general manager, uh, but Nick Sirianni, what, where are we as a franchise? Are they is, are things a little bit less dramatic? Is it is it more just kind of business uh, going into twenty twenty one, or is it is there still a lot to be fixed here? It is, but it's only because it feels like Howie Roseman won um, okay. in this power struggle. It was 
kind of at the brink like it was with him and Chip Kelly and like it kind of was with him and Andy Reid too back in 2012. So it is right now because Nick Sirianni is a first-year head coach that has no say really in personnel in the front office. So now Howie Roseman is kind of the you know top guy again, and he won over Doug Peterson. You could even say Carson Wentz. Jeffrey Lurie, the Eagles owner, is so committed to Howie Roseman. Again, yeah. he has now picked four different head coaches. I don't know, Bo, another general manager that's had that kind of leeway, especially for a guy that's been a huge part of tearing down multiple eras of Eagles football. But because of that being the move Jeffrey Lurie made, yeah, it does seem more like a cohesive unit right now. I just wonder in a few years if Nick Sirianni finds success like Doug Peterson did and he doesn't like the way the power structure is like Chip Kelly did and like Doug Peterson I just wonder, Bo, if there's always going to be a shelf life with head coaches in Philadelphia as long as Howie is the general manager. But right now, yeah, 2021 is all about finding answers in the new rebuild. Is Jalen Hurts the quarterback? Is Nick Sirianni the head coach? And uh, so it's definitely not the retooling it's been the past few years where you're trying to maximize that Super Bowl window. This is definitely a reset for sure when it comes to the coaching staff and the roster. Louis DiBiase joins us here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at DiBiase, L-O-E, Lockdown Eagles. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it is so fascinating. I mean, I cover a team on a daily basis in the Cardinals and Steve Keim. He's on his third head coach. It is pretty unprecedented what Roseman's gone through and this organization's gone through. What are the early returns or what are the early insights so far on Nick Sirianni, who comes over from the OC as the OC of the uh, Indianapolis Colts? Yeah, I think so far it's been really good, at least hearing from the players. There was that anonymous report um, from Michael Robinson who said he's heard Guys inside the locker room aren't sure about Nick Sirianni, but any prominent player that's a leader of this team that's a core piece has only said good things about Sirianni. And you can just tell in the interviews, he started off a little bit awkward in his press conferences, but Doug Peterson did the same thing. And there was that kind of stigma about him in 2016. And then what did he do in year two? He won a Super Bowl. Nick Sirianni, what we care about is can he coach, not can he give you great quotes. I mean, of course, that's good for the media, but what's important for the Eagles is Nick Sirianni. Can he coach? Can he develop this young roster? And I think he really can. And he can in the specific positions that are so crucial for Philly right now. It's the wide receiver position. It's the quarterback position. And then on defense, it's the cornerback position. So you can just tell he loves teaching football. He loves the X's and O's and he's passionate about it. That's when he really does well in press conferences when he's talking about the fundamentals of football. And so that's big because Bo, while I was a big fan of Doug Peterson and did not want to see him get fired, Doug Peterson, that coaching staff the past few years, they really did struggle to develop the young talent. And considering, like I said earlier, this is now a rebuild in Philly. It's not a retooling. This is a full-on rebuild. Nick Sirianni developing talent, that the young talent you have on the roster, that is the focus right now. So I think he is the man for the job if it, of course, wasn't Doug Peterson. And as we know, it's not. Yeah, I think as long as you don't go crazy eyes like Adam Gase in his Jets press conference, <laughs> you're, you're okay. You can you kind right. of stumble over your words and get caught on some things. And also, you don't expect them to be Dan Campbell and get into cannibalism and all that stuff and, and win a press <laughs> conference. But, you know, Sirianni. So what becomes the first priority between camp opening tomorrow and the start of the regular season for Nick Sirianni in these Eagles? Yeah, again, I think... You know, look, this offensive line is still one of the best in football, I think. With Brandon Brooks coming back, with Lane Johnson coming back, Jason Kelsey's not retiring yet, probably will in 2022. You've got Andre Diller to Jordan Maialata at left tackle. That is a strong unit. The Eagles have 
really strong structure on the offensive and defensive line. And of course, Bo outside of quarterback, those are the two most important parts of a winning roster. And so in that way, it's like, can this team compete in the NFC East? Of course. I mean, it hasn't taken much to win the division the past few years. But at the same time, again, that shouldn't be the focus right now for Nick Sirianni and for this Eagles team. It's got to be about finding long-term answers, the long-term core. And of course, that starts with Jalen Hurts. Like he is going to get barring a Deshaun Watson trade, he's going to get this year to show that he's the franchise quarterback. And again, if not, they have the draft that they have the draft ammo to replace him next year. So it's about finding answers with Jalen Hurts. And is again, who's the left tackle of the future? Is it Andre Dillard? Is it Jordan Maialata? Is Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager? Is that your future at wide receiver? Who is going to be that new defensive end one that replaces Brandon Graham eventually? Is it Josh Sweat? Is it Derek Barnett? Those are the things I'm more focused on is the long-term questions because I don't think this team like they were in 2017 and then 2018 and 2019 were a few pieces away, were mm-hmm. a healthy roster away from making a deep run. I don't think they're there right now. And so it's time to focus more about things that don't have to do with the win-loss column for sure. Devonte Smith, what are the early insights on him leading up to training camp? It's been just rave reviews so far from number six. A lot of people are calling him the Slim Reaper, and you can tell him he's a skinny guy, but, Bo, he has some incredible length, and he's not the biggest player, but the explosiveness off the ball, the ability to win in press man coverage, he is that X receiver that Philadelphia just desperately needs right now, and he's going to take the pressure off, I think, Jalen Rager and these other young receivers tremendously. And so right now they're just saying in camp, he is catching everything. And I can't wait for training camp to start this week. The one-on-ones are going to be awesome to see him battling Darius Slay. And then when they have the joint practices as well, they're going up against New England. So if Stefan Gilmore is still there, he's going to get some good work this summer. And man, I don't think there's since Carson Wentz in 2016, I said this on the podcast last week, since Wentz's rookie year in 2016, I don't think there's been a player that the fans are more excited to see in his debut in Midnight Green. And that's not just a draft pick. It can be somebody you traded for or a free agent signing. In five years, this is the most exciting player that's come through the doors, I think, since Carson was drafted second overall. And they're going to need this. I mean, as you mentioned, it's a it's a rebuild, right? Not a retool. And right. they're going to have to have, you know, some of those things to, that are going to keep Eagles fans tuning in. And they always do. Look, they all, no matter win or lose, they're tuning in each and every Sunday, each and every week. But having a player, the playmaker, the caliber of the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith has to have him excited. Louis DiBiase, he's talking about it every day on Lockdown Eagles. Check him out. Follow him on Twitter at DiBiase, L-O-E. Louis, thanks, man. Thanks, Pope. Tremendous insight from all of our guests. Louis there from Lockdown Eagles. Of course, David Harrison, Lockdown Bucks. And then, of course, Peter Bukowski from Lockdown Today and Lockdown Packers. Make sure you're subscribed to our new YouTube channel. It's uh, We're going to be churning out some incredible content tomorrow. Not only on this podcast, but on the YouTube channel will be Lucas Braun and Ross Jackson. Subscribe, like, and set up alerts for the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Great content headed your way. That's going to do it for me, Bo Brock. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at B-O-B-R-A-C-K and, of course, at Locked On Network. You guys have a great rest of your Monday. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week. Now go check out Locked On Bets. Betting doesn't have to be a big guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts.